Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet former professional racing cyclist Jonathan Vauders, journalist Christopher McDougall, and certified nutritionist Mira Calton and Dr. Jason Calton. Join these authors behind the mic as they share how physical activity has impacted various aspects of their lives, from professional cycling to borough racing to building bone health. These authors' passions will inspire you to learn more about the mind-body connection. Plus, find out who compared narrating his audiobook to riding a roller coaster and why. Enjoy. Hi, this is Jonathan Vauders. This book has been something that's kind of been kicking around since about 2012 when people asked me to write it. And I didn't really feel good about writing it back then just because that was in the midst of the Lance Armstrong controversy. And I didn't feel like it was an ethically good decision to write a book sort of on the back of his demise. And, you know, and I waited for my life to sort of unfold a little bit after all of that to see where things would go before I'd write it. Finally, there just came a moment where, I mean, honestly, I think probably my divorce with Ashley is what pushed me to write the book as I was trying to figure out what this 30 plus year journey in bike racing had been all about and what were the good things and what were the bad things. And I was just trying to learn a little bit about myself. The inspiration in a way was that my ex had a deep admiration for writing. She was a literature major. And I did think for a brief minute that writing a book would be something impressive enough that it might win her back. That was great energy to write a book. Didn't win her back, but it did provide the impetus and energy to write a book. Narrating the audiobook was really hard. <laughs> Just the level of concentration needed was really, really difficult for me to stay focused for that long each and every day. I also noticed every single little tiny error in the entire book, the editing typo otherwise, which bugged me as I was reading these errors. It taught me a lesson that next time I write a book, I'm going to read every single chapter out loud before I send it in for editing. Or maybe after editing, I'll read it out loud. I'm not really sure. It was a good experience. I feel like narrating the book really pushed my brain to kind of function in a new way. It was like weightlifting for my brain for a week there. So I'm happy I did it, but it was a lot more difficult than I thought. There were definitely a number of words I had trouble pronouncing, but I, I can't remember. There's one in particular that took me like 10 takes, but anyway. I liked the emotion that I was able to put into reading the last couple of chapters in the epilogue. A lot of the book is fairly dark. And I feel like, you know, the epilogue really kind of lifts it into a, okay, that's dark. But nonetheless, even though it was dark, it's a very purposeful book and that there is definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. And in a lot of ways, sort of, I'm like living that light right now. So I felt like my intensity and my ability to read were a lot better right toward the end. And I'm excited for people to hear that. The dedication to my grandfather, I also think that'll be something that'll be fun for people to hear. I don't know. I have no idea who my dream narrator would be. Um, maybe Sir David Attenborough would be really good. I'm just like going through all the characters in Monty Python movies and thinking which one would be a good narrator. Yeah, I don't know. Sir David Attenborough. I think he'd be great.
My mother and father were fastidious about reading to me every single night as a kid. I think my mom was, you know, reading to me when I was still in utero. You know, this is in the early 70s before that was cool and there were, you know, baby Einstein videos and whatever. But I have vivid memories of both of my parents reading to me when I was small, especially my dad. And I just remember being so, you know, sort of entranced by their voices and by the material in the book. And, you know, they both have really great reading voices. My mom was an educator her entire life, so she did quite a bit of reading out loud. So, yeah, I have very fond memories of that. And hopefully I'll be able to put people to sleep just like they put me to sleep when I was a kid. Hi, this is Christopher McDougall. I'm the author of Running with Sherman, the donkey with the heart of a hero. Running with Sherman was a real surprise. I went into it not knowing it was going to be a story. It was a true life calamity. We ended up taking in a rescue donkey and trying to find something that would give it a purpose in life, a job. And every step of the way, we just kept running into one disaster after the other, But it was kind of cool because that's what a real story is. It's a series of obstacles and somehow miraculously you overcome them and you forge on. And that's what really inspired me to turn this whole thing into one comprehensive story. I went home after the first day and my daughter said, so what was it like? And I said, Maya, roller coasterly. I reached the highest peaks and the lowest lows today. And she goes, you are such a drama queen. But it's true. Like some moments you feel like I'm terrible at this and I will never get better. And then like, oh my God, I am silver toned and eloquent. At the very beginning, before we even started, I was practicing at home and I kept saying, running with Sherman, the donkey with the heart of a hero. And my wife and daughter's like, it's not donkey. D-O-N-K-E-Y, M-O-N-K-E-Y, monkey, donkey. And like, you can pronounce it that way in South Philly, but the rest of the known world, it's donkey. But that was an easy one. The hard fix were the words that leap out of you on the page, like welcoming, immediately. Words that I guarantee you, I swear a blood oath, I will never, ever put into a book again. I think what I really liked was something I hadn't expected. The action sequences, which are very hard to write, when you read them out loud, they really work. It makes sense. And they read like you're seeing it. And there were moments when I was like bringing myself to tears. Like I was seeing stuff like, holy, it's happening now. I'm not sure if that's my narrating or just the fact that I felt really good that I seemed to get the story right in certain places so that when I read it out loud, it really was emotional. I think when I can see things in my mind's eye, it's easy to describe it as if I were telling it to someone else. We're on a nine hour drive to Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm still slowing down a little because I want the book to finish, City of Thieves. And I was never really aware of narrators before until this one. And I'm like grabbing for the box. So this is when we had CDs. Who did this? Ron Perlman. It's a long book. And there is a recurring character who's a young Russian woman. And somehow he dings perfectly the inflection, not only for a woman, but a Russian, and maintains it throughout whatever it is, 600 pages of book. This is certified nutritionist Mira Calton. And I'm Dr. Jason Calton. 
and we're authors of the Rebuild Your Bones 12-Week Osteoporosis Protocol. We wrote our book because when I was diagnosed with advanced osteoporosis at the age of 30, I had no information to turn to. There's very little written on the topic. And we wanted to make sure that if someone today was diagnosed with this devastating disease, that they had really good scientific information about how to reverse and prevent the disease. We were inspired by the results that we got when we were able to actually reverse Mira's advanced osteoporosis within a two-year time frame. We really looked at all the different things that we did to get that result, and we wanted to make sure that that information was there for people who were facing this disease. So we were inspired by our results and also by just how powerful the anti-competition technology was that we had to share with people for supplementation, and also just how micronutrient therapy in general was working to prevent and reverse osteoporosis and other diseases. If I had to describe what it was like to record this audiobook in one word, it would be exciting. We did not record any of our previous books, and so we really didn't know what the process was, but we have had a ball doing it. It really allows us to get the essence of our message across. If I had to describe what it was like to record the audiobook, I would say it's really satisfying. It's really satisfying to be able to not only write the book, but then be able to read the book in the way that you want the listener to hear it. I realize that I can't say the word femoral. I say femoral, I say femoral, femoral, and I also realize that I slur probably more than I should. (laughs) Oh my goodness, there were several words that I had a hard time with. There was a lot of medical terminology. I would say something like uh, dehydroepiandrostenione. I don't even think I said that right there. Nope. (laughs) Um, There's all kinds of words that we had a hard time pronouncing, but we made it through and it wasn't that hard. I'm excited that listeners will get to hear who we are as people. Jason is an amazing, steady, constant nutritionist, and I'm very much more the emotional person in this because I come from being the patient. So you get to hear exactly who we are when we're telling the story. I get to get excited, and then he gets to make it so it's easy for your ears. I'm excited for the listeners to hear so many things, really all the information that we put in the book so that it's so easy to reverse the osteoporosis, but also I want them to hear the excitement in Mira's voice and hopefully the motivation that they themselves can take control of their health and truly reverse their osteoporosis. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast well, someone fantastic and British, because words like thiamine would be thiamine, and aluminum would be aluminium. It would just be really interesting because so many of the medical terms, I mean, they even changed spelling. So I think it would be really cool to hear. I would want someone like Anthony Hopkins also. <laughs> I, I think Mira and I both really enjoy the British accent, and I think it just brings it up to another level. I don't know why. I think we're both drawn to that style of, of language. Our favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in the car. If we're going on a long drive and we're going to be on the road for a while, it's always the best thing because it keeps your interest, but it doesn't make it so that you can't watch the road at the same time. So it's a great way to spend time in the car with Jason because we're always together. So we listen to the audiobooks together in the car. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.